What's going on, party people? Welcome to another episode of O-Town, O-Town Dreamers. Dreamers. We are so pumped for this episode. Uh, obviously, we've been here. Uh, now, this is our first bi-weekly episode. We've been doing yes. it weekly, but uh, obviously, due to the holidays, we've mm-hmm. just been super uh, busy. Everyone is crazy. So uh, we're excited to be back with you guys. And it's November. Yeah, it's November. We are officially, like... Well, I guess almost to the holidays because November 16th is when everything starts to happen holiday-wise for the theme parks. But, like, at Hollywood Studios, decorations are already up. The tree is up. So, like, we are in holiday mode. When I tell you I came around um, in the show that I'm involved with and I came around uh, during the Magic Kingdom and I saw the tree and I saw the lights and I was and I cried. I cried like nobody's yeah, business. I, I saw like, that. This is beautiful. Um, we've got two amazing guests. This is kind of a cool, like... Um, episode it's not really about like it's not really about anything specific it's more about people creating their own opportunities i think that's pretty specific you know like creating your own opportunities that's a big brave thing to do in a town where there's cool yeah i guess it is specific right Right, whatever. I don't care. I love you. I don't care at all. That's cool. Whatever. Um, yeah. No, it is. No, it, it is specific. But but it's 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 really awesome. And so uh, you want to introduce your uh, actually wait before we begin. Uh, why don't you tell the people why we're here? Of course. So the the mission of the O Town Dreamers podcast is to inspire and give a resource to anybody who wants to make performing their full time career and to to show that you you can do artistry and performing as a full-time thing and it's just as realistic as being an accountant or a doctor or a lawyer so we want to be that um we want to be that resource for everybody no matter where you come from preach uh even if you're a bit even if you're uh, you're, uh, you're using orlando as a base if it's a base uh, it's a great place to train and then maybe go out and do other things elsewhere but you'll always come back to an awesome entertainment community here uh, let's introduce our guests. Yes. So we have with us Linford Perry's, uh, an Orlando. Where, are we saying local. that right? Yes. Yes, that's right. What? Yeah. yeah. Linford Perry's. He's and a local perfor- He's a local performer here to Orlando, and he's also a pastor, um, and he is also a business owner. And he's going to talk with us about his business here today. And then also yes. we have uh, the awesome Michael Knight. Uh, who um, we uh, had uh, his wife on here of the very first very episode, first episode yes. of O Town Dreamers, and uh, Michael Knight is um, he's also a performer around town, but he also him and his partner Aaron Schaefer Safer just did uh, they just created a an incredible festival called Be Original that we'll he's going to talk about a little bit later on. Another entertainment company. How you doing, Michael? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. How you doing, Linford? Awesome. Great. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Let's uh, start with our first uh, segment called The Pitch. All right. Welcome, uh, welcome everyone, to uh, The Pitch. So here's what's going to happen. We're all going to grab three pieces of paper from uh, this table. Um, now, these pieces of paper will contain different suggestions on them. For example, uh, McDonald's, a hamburger, uh, Frozen the Musical, Tiffany Blue Ukulele. Um, uh, Tiffany did what? Um, we now... <laughs> Uh, and so now we're going to have about a couple minutes just to create a new show for Universal's new theme park, Epic Universe, by using the suggestions that we uh, that we picked from the table. Whoever creates the show we would definitely all see will be the winner. Um, Shannon is passing out the... No, no, no. This is just the IPs. Yeah. Shannon's definitely uh, just passing out the IPs right now. So, so the reason I chose this game is because you guys have obviously made, you know, your own opportunities, your own kind of paths so i figured you guys would be the perfect kind of candidates to make your own show this is literally what i'm i'm actually like working toward just like mm-hmm. trying to do this for the theme parks you absolutely know? Right. <laughs> you have right so this is this is your this is your moment and let me oh, tell you no. no pressure but a lot of ex- executive important people are listening that's actually not a joke so. that's actually he's he, she's actually very serious about oh that. good well good um uh, all right so shannon's gonna pass out the random objects so 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 far we've passed out three um three different uh kind of piles one contained a an ip of some sort we tried to stay away from disney but it's it's an ip so it is a uh you know some sort of intellectual property another one is a totally random random um object a random object and something and the the last thing is a conflict which is uh, typically a dangerous object um, so you're y- up to you. You can either create a ride, an attraction, or a show based on 
what you've seen. And uh, we'll take three minutes to kind of figure that out. So before we begin, I want you to look at all three pieces of paper. Okay. There should be a clear intellectual... <laughs> No, 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 you, you should get all of them, unless you, unless you don't know what it is. Okay, so uh, let's start with Limford. What's your intellectual property? Uh, my intellectual property is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, and what's, nice. uh, what's the next thing? Uh, a parade float. Okay. And a torch. And a torch. Okay, good. That's solid. That's solid. All right. Michael? So the things I got are, uh, I got Friends, the show Friends. Okay. I got a Xerox machine. Oh. And I got a table saw, you guys. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a pretty solid conflict. Yeah, that's, like that's, a, that's a situation. Mm -hmm. All right. I got Breaking Bad, People Magazine, and a, so and a fire poker. <laughs> so, all right, Christina, what is your IP? All right. So I got SpongeBob. I have a wine glass, and a steak knife. Oh, well, those last two things could both be dangerous objects. Sure. Um, all right, so take whatever, take a minute to two minutes and figure out what you, what you got to do. I'll go. I'll okay. go. I have, yeah. I have a loose premise. All right. Okay. <laughs> Loose premise. That yeah, was just a loose premise. That was my nickname yeah, in college. Yeah, that's fine. I'll take that. That's yeah. Loose premise. My new nickname apparently. Uh, okay. So here's the thing. So my IP that I got was Friends, right? Nice. So now Friends. Do we know what network Friends was on? Was that an NBC show? NBC. NBC or CBS? Either way. So you've got you've got you've got Friends. Now uh, my thing is I would I'd love I think theme park shows are where it's at. You know rides are fantastic, but I don't mm -hmm. know as a Friends ride would really work so well. So here's here's what I'm thinking is, you can do an immersive experience. So it's an immersive experience, which is what I think most theme parks are, are going toward. It's no longer sure. just sit in the audience watch, it's we wanna put you in the center of feeling like you're in this. Now so many people love friends, right? Mm -hmm. um, so of course it'd be hard to get the, the, the friends back, right? But you recreate all of the sets, right? You recreate the sets, you recreate the scenes, and in each situation, you have somebody who is a tertiary character uh, who is supposed to sort of play somebody. Like so, they're, they're, they, there's a tertiary character. These are your theme park actors, right? So they're a they're the boss. They're the f there's the um, you know a, a tenant across the hall. They're the boyfriend. Okay. So then you've got maybe three different sections. So of course you walk in. You probably start in uh, at, uh, in Central Park, right? So of course everyone comes into Central oh, Park. Man. So you've got you got your audience in Central Park, and then you pick what is it? The five, five, how many friends are there? There's five, six, 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 six friends. Six. I'm sorry. Listen, honestly, I don't watch it uh, that much. I don't. <laughs> shout out, shout out, shout out to my friend Alex Quinn, who is the biggest friends. Uh, like I love Alex. Yeah, she's great. Um, no, but so, but I know enough to have working knowledge. So you start out in Central Park. You pick six people, right? So you got a party of four. You got a party of two. Cool. We're gonna throw them all together. It doesn't matter. They are now the friends. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in each situation, they're gonna end up in a different place. Whenever you're ready. So got a Xerox machine, right? So essentially you're in like Rachel's office, right? She works for a magazine, is that correct? Some she works for for or Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren. That's right. I, I know some things. Uh so you end up in her office and there's a person there who's who's you know, fax machine uh, fax machine is on the fritz, or Xerox machine is on mm -hmm. the fritz. Uh, and so it's up to them to sort of solve the problem. So they have to figure out how to do this, and there's probably buttons that you can push in a sequence and things like that. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not necessarily a ride, but it is an experience. You know, mm -hmm. all of a sudden the Xerox machine is printing, you know, things of somebody's butt that somebody decided to do, and you can't let the boss find it. And of course there's an actor in there who's gonna be like, no, we can't let this happen. We can't let this get out. And so everyone's just trying to fix it, of course. And then you can end up in Joey and Chandler's apartment, right? You know, so you've got the course, duck and naturally. the goose and everything like that and you've got the, the countertop and all that. And there's a new, somebody has bought a new table saw. And so say the actor could be the table saw delivery person. This is the other object I got, the other the thing. So you move from the office, you move into another room. So you're essentially doing a 20 minute episode of Friends, right? So you move from one issue to the next issue. And now there's a delivery person being like, I gotta deliver this. The tenants aren't home, so what do I do with this thing? It's a table saw. And they're like, well, I guess you can put it over here. And of course, Honestly, I think what this would be 
given friends, you would have to literally find the right place to just put it. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's your that's your conflict. It's not necessarily oh gosh, it's the dangerous table saw, mm-hmm. but in true friends fashion, it would be where do we put this in this apartment? Mm-hmm. And so it would just be five people having to be in this apartment, get to live in this physical space, having to figure out where to put a very dangerous table saw uh, before Joey and Chandler get home so that you can they would be pleased and of course you know if you're if you're fans of the show you'll of course go into thinking oh my gosh well how do they think how where would they like it i know where this is and of course if you're not fans of the show you're gonna be the idiots being like well okay i guess but what about this it would make more sense in the corner Mm -hmm. and it'll be a really fun activity for those joining so again it's it's not a ride it's a show but it's immersive and you this feels like an escape room sort of sort of yeah like like an escape room honestly but it's 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 not so much just solving the problem. It's just you get to live inside an episode where you're presented a problem in a sitcom fashion and you have to solve that problem before mm. whatever happens, happens. And of course, the best part is, is that these are like live recreations of the set. So the the audience or your guests get to feel like they are physically there. Solid. So that's what I would I love like that. it. Very good. That's great. All right, Christina, you're next. Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, we'll so go, we're gonna go guest host, guest host. There I like go. it. Oh no, guest host. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so my three items were SpongeBob, wine glass, and steak knife. So I'm imagining that a lot of people right now, especially in the news, you've heard about millennials without children going to theme parks. It's a it's a very big oh, thing. Oh, I read that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to cater to our fellow millennials, right? So we've grown up with SpongeBob. We love SpongeBob and his antics and his friends, of course. So this show is going to be based around SpongeBob pre- preparing for his date <laughs> with Sandy or somebody else he met on Hinge. Or Patrick. Or right. <laughs> or Patrick. We don't know, right? So he's preparing for a date. SpongeBob is very fluid. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, I, they, they, they sort of presented Sandy as like a love interest, but then mm-hmm. it's like she's not. She's Never happened. Friend. Yeah. I think she's a lesbian. Next off. So we are going into the show, right? And and SpongeBob, we see him preparing for his first date. He has a wine glass and a steak knife. He's preparing dinner for his first date. And so the audience is giving him suggestions. It's very improv-based. So we're giving him suggestions on what he should talk about, what they should watch, what they should do. Um, and he's cooking for them. And we, the audience is giving him suggestions. And so once all the audience gives him the suggestions needed for the show. The show will play out with the theme park actors that are the equity that is hired. Um, as yes, the equity. Date, <laughs> as the date, it could be a man or a woman. SpongeBob is very fluid, as you said. Oh, God. Um, so the date would come in, and based on those answers, the show would play out. So the show would be different every single time that you saw it. Okay. And uh, it would be catering to the, you know, millennials of our generation. Shout out to them. I'm very proud to be a millennial. So I have a question. Can I ask a question? Yeah. So SpongeBob is going to be a actor, a person, or are we talking like he's on the screen with an actor in another room? So I'm talking like a turtle talk kind of thing. Okay. Hello. Where are we going with this? I just want to see it. Or, or could it be like a character performer with like some some sound cues? Depending on budget. Oh. No, 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 choo- talk with crush. no, choo- no, you, you <laughs> got to choose it, choose it, okay. choose your budget. Character performer. Okay. With okay. lines. So with lines. With Absolutely. Lines. Yeah. All right. With an additional improv performer, because depending on what right. the, the suggestions are given, the, the character performer will have to give. And then the, the improv actor behind the mic will have to Well, Christina, give. that was the wrong answer. Linford? <gasps> <gasps> oh, no. Wow. <laughs> I believe in my intellectual property. I would do you. I'd watch that. I, I, I was, yeah, I was with you. That's why I, I wanted to know more. Okay. Right. Uh, all right, all right. So I got uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, and and we're gonna we're gonna go classic theme park entertainment, guys. I'm talking. I mean, th- not even. Well, yeah, classic. Parade float. These guys are gonna come out on their parade float slash stage. That portable stage we all know that comes around those theme parks oh, yeah. with those Ninja Turtles on there playing that song. 
that whatever it is, that one song, that travel loop song. Teenage Ninja Turtles. Coming out on that with their lovely performers surrounding them. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, there's about to be a show. I love that surprise entertainment. Mm -hmm. That thing when you're just on the street and then that music starts blaring and you're like, oh, my God, what's about to happen? Oh, my God, it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles riding out on this this New York float. Yeah. <laughs> this sewer float. So th these guys come out and uh <laughs> sewer float. Sewer float. That was sewer also float. that was also my nick nickname in college. <laughs> and uh you know we have really the torch because um <laughs> this is going to be I don't know, this is going to be the the torch battle because you know each uh each turtle wants to be the best. They want to win that torch. They're always trying to one up each other. So mm -hmm. it's going to be battle of the torch. They're going to have four sets, four shows all different. Because at the end of each show, um, the audience actually ends up winning. Someone from the audience is going to win the torch. Uh, but each one's going to play out different. We'll have, of course, you know, the Foot Clan villains there coming out through the audience. And okay. this is happening in the middle of the street. This is one of those, you know, one of those shows that they travel in. It happens here. And then two hours later, it happens on a complete other side of the park. So so Sing It meets Mutant Ninja Sing Turtles. Sing It <laughs> meets Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I'm here for it. Right. Different locations each, each time it happens. Battle of the Torch. Who's going to win? Who's going to come out with this thing? Oh, look, the audience wins every time. Ooh. Classic entertainment. That's, that stick humor. Uh, bringing up people from from the audience and we're gonna have you join the show and we got that that equity actor who's leading it all and those mm -hmm. lovely pre-recorded lines and that fierce <laughs> that fierce head sink oh yeah <laughs> at this point at this point you get that really awesome mecking going on with like you know the, the mouse movie so, could look like little the nostalgia 19, in this was one. The early Just late classic. 1980s you know yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I hope Solid. I hope I hope that wasn't the easy way out, but you know, I just was feeling, you know, just some of that classic, you know, what happened to those what happened to that like you said, seeing it, what happened to that, you know, you're walking down the street and you're like, Oh wow, look at this. A What's show. happening? What's happening? Because what? yeah. it's immersive. You know, it's yes. immersive and you you're walking and they're they're bringing you you feel like, Oh my gosh, I'm in this land, I'm in this other it's it's a you know, it's reiterating that you're not in the real world anymore. You're in mm -hmm. our world. Yeah. You know, I like we it. We need more of that. Yes. All right. Cool. That wasn't the easy way out. This is. Um, <laughs> so, so mine is the musical. Okay. It's a musical, right? What? In Orlando? <laughs> what? <laughs> so this is Breaking Bad, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Right? It's Breaking Bad, the musical. But it's like, are you guys familiar with Legally Blonde, the musical? Oh, Absolutely. very. It's like, it's like, incredibly. A, it's like, a, it's like if Legally Blonde, the musical did Breaking Bad. That's okay. exactly what this is. I'm trying to picture that mixture in my head, and it's very hard. Oh, I can hard. see it. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Oh my God! Here's all the meth over here. Yeah, right. And so what's so what's gonna? What's a bitch? Like just all that. Yes. So what's gonna happen is, but this this is this is a um, this is uh kind of a sequel to like the Breaking Bad kind of like series. El Camino. After El Camino. Okay, after El Camino. I haven't seen that. It's a threequel. All right. Threequel. And so what's gonna happen is, um, you know, uh, God, I don't know their names. I. You got Walt, Walter White, Walter and Jesse Pigman. And Walter, Walter and Jesse are sitting on the couch, uh, and all of a sudden, they uh, pick up a People magazine, and that's when the music starts. And they're like, oh, gosh. Turns out one of the paparazzis found, uh, took a picture of them killing someone with a fire poker. So what happens a is terrible it's... Terrible way to go. It's basically kind of like a musical version of like hey we killed this dude how are we gonna cover it up and this yeah yeah, yeah. So intrigue yeah so it's kind of a stunt show kind of you know but he's you know he's still battling with his cancer i i never finished i it. don't i don't know i, I never watched know. it either i'm aware of it <laughs> we watched three we watched three episodes of I'm it i'm pretty sure i i'm not sure but i'm pretty sure he died so Walter White died. That, that's the joy. So what this would be, it'd probably be somewhere set in the middle. It'd be like one of those side stories. Cool. So for all those people who haven't finished Breaking Bad yet, <laughs> Walter died. Oh, shit. Did I just? Oh, my oh God. no. Well, that actually saves me time. So that's you know, fine. We, we don't know that for certain. He's had, he's, he's, he's. It's one of those things where it's like, it's been done for two years. Like, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. <laughs> I think we can spoil Game of Thrones at this point, yeah. too. So that's it's, right. it's yeah. fine. Also, Iron Man dies at the end of Endgame. Oh like, I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no, like that, no, look, that movie's been out less than like, enough time. All right. We, oh, can, we can do that. I oh, my not, God. Last night, I watched the, the final battle of Endgame and just watched Captain America do the pick thing the he hammer. does. Pick up the hammer. Sorry, I'm just spoiling everything. It's still as good as it was in the theater. So... Either way, it's a fucking break. Oh, there were there was there was the got, one. You got the it's, one. It's a Breaking Bad, the musical, yeah. um, where where uh, they're trying to cover up the death. But it's but it's a light musical. It's a light musical. Oh, it's a happy musical. It's a happy oh. musical for sure, a hundred percent. That's the joys of theme park entertainment is that you can tell the story of the first movie, even though the second and third one are out. We're sure. still going to continue to pretend. That's oh, 100%. yeah. <laughs> that these other stuff exactly. has never happened. We're going to continue to pretend that Fast and Furious like, is good. Yeah. Everything with Frozen is about to have a really hard time. Dude. Oh, my <laughs> like God. Everything. That's so true. OK, so we have the Friends escape uh, experience. Escape room. Yeah. We have. Uh, the Ninja Turtles surprise float show. Mm -hmm. We have the SpongeBob interactive Turtle Talk with Crush show. And we have Breaking Bad L Legally Blonde the musical. Which one would we see? You can choose anyone else except for your own. Linford? I would choose Friends because I, I agree. There's this immersive entertainment um, trend that is taking over people. People don't want the passive entertainment. They want to be in it to win it. All right. Mm -hmm. I want to beat that room. Christina. I I would agree to Linford's point that people want to be immersed in it. And uh, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles hasn't been taken advantage of enough. So I want to I want to go with Linford's um, because that, I I feel like it would be really easy to put in the budget. And also a win Always for the money audience with you. as well. So I would put that in okay, there. Okay, Michael. Uh, straight up, I'm going to go with Linford's as well. I'm what the go hell? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I listen. Honestly, like, I just, I think it, maybe it's the, it's the, like, you know, I was born in 1988 and I went to Disney World in, like, 1994. Totally. And, like, I'm the same way. That's exactly what I remember, like, going to a theme park was, was all of a sudden, where's this music coming from? Oh my gosh, there's a truck or a float or, exactly. like, nine people scantily clad and they're, like, all dancing. Scantily clad. Yeah, why not? And, uh, <laughs> and so, like, so they're, they're just out there. And so, like, I just, can imagine and you know meat turtles have just transcended from like the 80s till now there has been multiple series multiple movies sure. and i just think like there's not going to be a person who's gonna be like oh dope i'm gonna check that out you know <laughs> what i mean yeah so. okay so i was gonna go with friends oh wow which which oh okay oh shannon is the tiebreaker okay so okay. all right so shannon uh come here come here come here come closer it's about to get real into so the <laughs> So the reason I went with Friends is because I feel like it's the most relatable and it's the most doable and it, and it's the most uh, it, it's a thing that not a lot of people are doing nowadays. The the immersive thing, which mm. which people want more and more. Uh, so they I was really like, do, that, yeah. that's why I wanted that. But so now we're a two and two. So now two for Linford, a two two for <laughs> Mutant Ninja Turtles, and two for Friends. Because uh, we have Shannon here for, as the tiebreaker. What's the tiebreaker? Here we go. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is life. It's life. Okay. It's and, life. And that's I, it. She walked away. That's all she had to say about it. All right. Well, congratulations, Linford. You won the game. Good Thank job, you. everybody. Good Woo. job. Great game. We start production next week. <laughs> all right, folks. That was that was a rousing. Uh, round of uh, the pitch meeting, so that was. That I was like incredible. to be roused. I like to be roused. <laughs> Don't Just we kidding. all? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So now is where we get into you know the more serious part of the podcast, the part that everybody tunes into the the interview NPR portion. I like how your voice got serious when you said that. Uh, like I don't know if you, you know, noticed it, but um, you literally went from like poppy to like yeah. Now we're gonna slow it down. That's exactly what I'm you know what I'm going for. So like here we go, folks. Um, this is the interview portion. Uh, I'm very interested to see what you guys will say about uh, your experiences as business owners. So um, starting with you. <laughs> he Linford. said, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, what brought you to Orlando? Um, did you grow up here? Was this your, always your home base? And this is going to go for the both of you, but we'll start with Linford. Awesome. Uh, I am originally from Cleveland, Ohio. 
and I uh, I have some family who live here and my uncle who's a pastor and uh, he reached out to me and he's like hey you ever thought about coming to Florida I could really use a youth pastor and I was like no I've never thought about it and um, so then I did uh, so then I did um, a contract at Cedar Point uh, in Sandusky uh-huh. I did my first entertainment contract there and then I did a second one there and I said wow I really I really like this I really like performing you know like five days a week and uh, you know, it'd be nice if I didn't have to lose my job every time it got cold because um, they, uh-huh. <laughs> they shut the park down right, 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 for right. the winter. Damn. And so then I said, wow, Florida, Disney, a, a, you know, theme park, a place where I could work every day as a performer. Like, I think I'm, I think I'm going to give this a shot. So that's what brought me to Orlando was a, an opportunity for full time entertainment employment. That's literally what brought me here. How long have you been here? Seven years. Seven years. Yes. Nice. Michael. Michael. Uh, I'm very similar, actually. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in a small town called Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Mm. And uh, Michigan, I, you we're know, cousins. I, yeah, I, I, absolutely. <laughs> There's no problems between Michigan and Ohio. None whatsoever. Uh, no. So um, I've, I've always been a Disney World fan. I've always been uh, enjoyed coming, and my dad enjoyed it as well. And so one one year when I was in college, uh, we came for a business trip, and uh, well, my dad came for a business trip. He brought me along, and we did one day at Disney, and we saw a big sign that said "Casting Now." outside of the casting office which yeah i mean this was like it this was 2000 and i think seven uh and so my dad was like you should go like just go check it out like go see like so i waited four hours and did an interview and they're like we're hiring you right on the spot and i was like whoa, whoa okay sorry i did this kind of on a whim um i gotta wait and so the next year i went back i went back home i did a show and then i came back and i was like cool i'm gonna work here for the summer so i got a summer apartment and i worked at the jungle cruise uh, at Disney World for Perfect. for the summer, and it was the most amazing experience of my life. You I would you would be a skipper. It was I awesome. Was Don't get me wrong. Shout out to anybody who is a Jungle Cruise skipper. Was it is an amazing experience, and I had such a good time. And I said, like, this is a place where things are happening. There's stuff to do. There's cool people here. Michigan is cold, and it it doesn't make any sense. There's no entertainment. And so as soon as I graduated college, I was like. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to Orlando. I came here, by the way, like every summer in college. I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go back to Orlando. There's so much entertainment because while I was here, I saw everything. I learned everything. I learned like what you can do in Orlando. And I was like, there's, there's stuff to do that, you know, I don't have to go in and starve in New York. I don't have to like, you know, debase myself for LA. I can go and just have a car and an apartment and some food and I can go audition and I already had a job, so I brought myself to Orlando, and it has been one of the best decisions of my life. Mm. So that's that's how I ended up here. That's amazing. I love that. Oh my gosh, um, what got you both into performing, and how old were you when you started performing? Let's start with Michael. Um, so I went. Uh, it was 1997, and my dad took me to see the re-release of Star Wars. Wow, you got the year. Yeah, and man. Everything. <laughs> I know that. Uh, and uh, and I was watching Star Wars for the very first time in a movie theater because they re-released it for the like. 20th anniversary mm. um and uh i turned to my dad i saw han solo on screen and i turned to my dad and i was like i'm gonna do that and my dad goes you're gonna fly a spaceship <laughs> I, went, <laughs> I went no i want to do that i want to do what he's what he's doing what harrison ford is doing he's like oh you're gonna be an actor i'm like yeah i'm gonna be an actor and then the the next year uh and it turns out i was i was a really loud obnoxious kid uh, and uh, it turns out I was just an actor. And um, so, sure. so, yeah. We all get that. Yeah, yeah right? We all <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. And my fifth grade teacher was like, one, one day after school, like handing out these pamphlets, and it was like, local college is looking for kids to audition for To Kill a Mockingbird. And I was like, mm. dope, I'm going. And I went and like did like three days of auditions and callbacks, and I got the role. I played Jem Finch at 11 years old at, a, at my college in my hometown, Mount Pleasant, awesome. uh, at Central Michigan. Wow. And I did that, and I was like, this is the greatest thing that I've ever done. And I've been doing it ever since I went to central Michigan uh, for college. And uh, yeah, that was, that was how I got into doing this. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good, that's a solid story. Yeah. I, um, it's really funny cause I was performing like, you know, I was in like the preschool plays and like all of that stuff growing up. Right. But none of that really ever like hit me. It wasn't until high school. I was in ninth grade and we, my school didn't have an arts program, but like the, the school district did, they, they called it the all city arts program. Mm. And so they were doing dream girls and uh, they were doing it at a theater and 
the schools get to come for matinees. So my school went and I was like, what is this? I, I hadn't seen the movie. I was like, what, what is this musical? And so I'm sitting there watching it and the curtain comes up and I see like these other high school kids who are my age mm -hmm. putting on this like full blown production. Come on now. And I'm like. I want to be in this. Right. I want to be a part of this. Like, you know, sure. you know that like fire that hits your stomach, like that, that like performing yes. bug yes. that hits you when you're like, like, just like you said, you saw Han Solo and you're like, I'm going to be him. You know, so like that was my moment in ninth grade where I was like, I'm going to be in this. So I found out they were doing one next year. And so the director actually, um, I had expressed interest and he was like, do you sing? And I was like, I sing at church. Yeah, like, I, I don't want to say yes because I don't know what your expectation of singing sure. is. <laughs> sure. Isn't that all of us? <laughs> so, yeah. like, I auditioned and then they were like, wow, you can sing. Can you dance? And I was like, I don't know. And then they were like, you can move. <laughs> and so then I was in the musical that next year. It was actually, um, it was called A Decade of Dreams because it was like their 10th anniversary. Mm -hmm. And so they did, like, you know, tribute to all the different shows. And so nice. I got to play Tony uh, in the West Side Story tribute. And it was like the opening. And so I had this lead role and I was like, I was wow. so nervous, but I stepped out and I was like, this is my life. Like, this is it. Like, I'm here. That's and awesome. I just love that. I love, like, hearing other performers talk about that moment when they had their first show and they were like, this is it. Like, mm -hmm. this is my happy place. Yeah, I'm never leaving. So uh, for me, it happened in, in high school. I, I wasn't I didn't start out in acting classes and at five years old and raised up in the theater. Like, 16 years old is when I joined. So, mm -hmm. so like... So you, you talked about, you know, uh, back in the day, you did the, the kind of tribute shows and things like that. We're going to talk about your business for a second and we'll go and we'll move on. But um, kind of the shows that you and your business are currently doing are tribute shows. Is that why is that why you went that route is because of what you did in your past or, or I guess you start with talking about your business, what you well, do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so my business is LMP entertainment. It's my initials. Sure. Um, and, uh, it's something that I, I, I did that on purpose cause I, I wanted my name to be on something, but my son is he's junior. So I, 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 I hope that he would want to be in the same business. Oh, so that's I, awesome. I could pass that on to him. Sure. Um, but, uh, it's an entertainment production company and, um, our mission is to educate, inspire and entertain all audiences about African-American culture through the arts. Um, and what that means is that we make it a point to, to tell certain stories. Mm -hmm. So we make it a point to tell stories about African-American culture um, and different things like that. But we also do things for the community too. Like last year we did a poetry slam, you know, and things like that. But when I tell people that like, you know, oh, it's a black production company, they're like, oh, so you have to be black to work there. And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, no, it just means that we go out of our way to do black shows and to tell black stories but we do that with everybody sure um we did our tribute show it was soul celebration it was a tribute to soul music and someone asked me they said so do you have to be black to audition i said nope you just gotta have soul you got soul come to audition there you, you know um but it just uh being in orlando and being an african-american performer i felt like the opportunity was not equal to those of white performers when i saw shows and when i saw things and Sometimes, you know, I, I get it that we don't come to all the auditions, but there are times where I do see us at the audition and I see the cast of 20 and I only see maybe one or two minorities in that cast. And I'm like, I know there's much more talented minorities in, in here in, in Orlando. Sure. You know, we need more opportunity. So I just kind of felt it in my heart to create that platform. So, um, again, uh, it's inclusive. It's not exclusive at all. It's inclusive. Uh, but we go out of our way to tell those stories. We go out of our way to 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 have those 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 hard talks sometimes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that's our business. Nice, I and, love it. And so, and Michael, you just kind of started, and it's uh, and you kind of took the uh, a different route, more 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 or less, where you're just you know, um, well, it's the same route, but you're giving back to the community almost in a different way. Well, yeah, yeah, our so. My company is called New Generation Theatrical. Uh, it's in partnership with uh, local producer Aaron Safer, and uh, and what we want to do is is let the local voices be heard. Sure. Um, one thing uh, that I recently sort of just kind of an epiphany I had is is if you give people a place to do something, they'll do it. Oh yeah. All you got to do, you could walk up to any performer, any writer, any creator in this town and say, "Hey man, so uh, next weekend this space is open. You can do it." And they'll be like, cool, I will bring something done. And yeah. it's, and that's all people need. And so what, what, uh, what we are, are geared toward doing is, is using theater in and of itself to bring, just to bring joy 
to people. You know, the the world right now, it's it's. You know, I I it sounds so cliche, honestly, to even say it. But Please. boy, the world right now is terrible. <laughs> and uh, and you know, the the reason, the only reason the world right now is terrible is because we're so connected into it. We have so many ways to see it. The world's always been terrible, but now we can see everything. Um, <laughs> but uh, but the thing that that we can do that that is our responsibility, in my opinion, as as performers, as creators, as writers, as directors, as dancers, singers, anything. Our our job is to put that joy back into the world. And I know, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people who, who are looking to do that hard-hitting stuff. And I, I have no problem with hard-hitting stuff. And sure. our company is open to hard-hitting stuff, and we want to do that. But my thing is, is you go to the theater to experience happiness. You, yeah. don't, you, you know, when, you're, when you wake up in the morning on a day, you've got a ticket to the theater, you're happy. It doesn't right. matter what you're seeing. And so that's, that's what we want to do. And, and we want to take that further by saying, here in Orlando, speci- specifically in Orlando, we have l- a ton of great professional theaters and we have the theme parks, but there are so many people in this town who are creative and they've got original stories to tell and they've got stuff to write. And, and there are you know, organizations in this town, you know, now you know, some people are, are famous for being local they're they're locally famous or or this is the thing that you expect from Orlando and, and I think that we're we're at a great point where we can say cool and we and we've seen all that now who else has something to say sure what else what else can we see that is completely brand new it's not a it's not a parody it's not a a adaptation it's not a spoof it's not the you know the the uh, this reboot. version of it it is what story came right out of your head and how can we do that and i mean in our company we'll we'll be doing you know uh, we'll be doing you know book shows and things that have have been produced but the number one thing that we want to do is is just allow that creativity to flow those those original brand new ideas which is so cool is you know what linford's doing is is taking those things and 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 letting these artists in town who maybe didn't have a voice before didn't have a place to take that stuff and 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 give them that place. All people need is a place. Mm-hmm. So just to reiterate, sorry, your no, you're fine, you're fine. Uh, so your company, uh, you and Aaron's company, mm-hmm. be original. What what you do is you basically take new, uh, you you take writers, uh, yeah. new works, and you give them a place to kind of develop that show and. All, Correct. Yeah. Um, so, so our our overarching company is called New Generation Theatrical, and that's that's the larger company. Our oh, Be Original is the festival. The festival is called the Correct. Be Original sorry, Theater sorry, sorry, Festival, sorry, sorry. and what the, what that is is it's specifically a festival that we we organized with the Dr. Phillips Center this year, uh, in which the whole point is that it is to be local Central Florida artists, specifically Central Florida artists. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted local actors, like Central Florida actors, and then on top of all of it local writers and we took those writers and they are brand new stories they are not spoofs they are not adaptations they are not the musical version of some famous movie that you saw in the 80s mm-hmm. it's nothing like that it is all specifically plays written that are brand new never been seen and so that was what the festival was to do was to give that showcase and the, that voice to some to the people who maybe feel marginalized as far as being creators sure what, what was your biggest like like biggest success in your company like that, that you can like to to date, and I'll ask that question, same question to you. I think uh, the the biggest thing was that we, you know, we are brand new. We've we've never been heard of. We did it in such a short time. We really only started actual like production in like May, and we were able to put this up in the first weekend of in, uh, in October. And I mean, we got butts and seats, man. We got butts and seats, but more more than more than butts and seats. What I loved to see was that we took sixteen original writers uh 16 original shows and we gave them a place to do it that that to me is is the most success that well that that's I half consider. the battle yeah you just you you all they need is a place and so i saw 16 people who have written a play and that's all they did they just sat down they wrote a play one day and they they were able to have a place to do it and i just to see that somebody wrote their play and then was able to put it in front of people that's a success Limford? Uh, biggest success to date. Let's see. We've been operating for about a year. We've done three or four things. And, you know, it's it's kind of along those same lines. Our biggest success was um, was, was getting an audience. Mm-hmm. Like, we were doing it, something original. Our soul concert was something that was never before seen that we had put together. And to have, I mean, we had people show up that, I, 
you know you expect your friends and your family to come but when the strangers walk in the door mm. that's like that's a that's a success even if just one person walks in and they're like hey i wanted to come see what this was I know this isn't a movie. This isn't a, a Tony award-winning musical. This isn't something everyone knows. Mm -hmm. Like this is this is our thing that they spent their money to come because they wanted to see it. They wanted to be a part of it. Right. And so that was Absolutely. a huge success. Mm -hmm. I mean, we we did three nights and 75% of the audience we didn't know. There was a woman from the UK who came and she was like, "Are you going to be touring?" And we were like, "Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. And, you know, yeah. So, like, that for me was huge. And, like, even though, like, financially, we, I mean, I just be transparent. We didn't hit our numbers. But it was so satisfying to know, like, we, we had to cut ourselves some slack. We were like, this is a new company. This is a custom show never before seen. And, you know, we were we were full. Like, yeah, man. we won. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think, you know, what's, what's interesting about saying that, too, is I, I feel like that's, I feel like that's the number one thing that people who are creators have to get past is they, you have to kind of really throw your heart into saying, this is something I'm doing because I want to create it. Am I charging for a ticket? Yeah. Am I probably going to make all my money back? Probably not. Right. But the, the simple fact that I put something on a stage that people came to see is enough of a reward and, and you have to be able to go into it with that idea or you're not going to have a great time. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What is Hold your go? What would you say is your biggest regret since becoming a business owner? And what is your biggest lesson that you've learned on your journey in being a business owner? My biggest regret, gosh, I don't, I haven't thought about any regrets. It's not hiring me. <laughs> That's right, Sage. <laughs> My biggest regret is not hiring you. I well, got you know soul. <laughs> On, Linford. Yeah, but you don't have time. You're the you're the busiest. <laughs> you are the busiest performer Daddy. in Orlando. Oh, called me out. <laughs> Dude, no, to I'm your... totally, I'm totally teasing. I love you for saying that, though. You're so kind. No, but um, uh, to be to be honest, uh, I, I think my biggest regret is not is not going harder. Like I did, I I kind of sat, I I kind of sat on the art a little bit. I was like, you know. It's like there were there were times where I was like, uh, it's good enough, you know, and and then when we put it up, I was like, but is is good enough what we're what we're aiming for? Or are we aiming for excellent? Like mm -hmm. there were times where I just really kind of sat back. I mean, and it's overwhelming. I mean, it is overwhelming and, and things do fall. But like there are times when we put the show up and I'm like and in and, and tech, I'm like, ah, you know, we'll get through it. But then when you put it up and you see the full product, there are times where I'm like. We, we we dropped the ball on that and we shouldn't have. Like, mm -hmm. we shouldn't have let that one slide. Like, that little moment was, was just as powerful as everything else. So, like, as a business owner, I would say everything has to be excellent. Everything. So my biggest regret are those little things that I let slip that I was like, oh, on the scale, it's not as important. Nothing should slip. Everything. Because you're a business owner now. This isn't, you're not the employee. You're not, like, no. Like, sure. This, this is your product, this is your thing, and everything is a representation of you. And so there, and I had to learn that the hard way. So I would see things and I'm like, oh, that doesn't, that's not the level of excellence that it should be for us. And then, um, I'm sorry, what was the second part of the question? Oh, the, the, the biggest lesson <laughs> you've learned. The biggest that lesson. I mean, that was, well, that, was that, it. that was That it. was the yeah. lesson, yeah. I mean, yeah. the lesson was, you know, once you take a step back and you see it all, all come together, you start to see those holes and you're like, we got to be better. Mm -hmm. And it's great. I mean, you have to have those moments. I mean, you're not going to come out the gate 100%. Mm -hmm. You know, I came out the gate like 75%. And then now I have more respect for those who I work under when I'm cutting corners, you mm -hmm. know, and then they're turning around like, no, man, 110% or just let's we're not even going to do it. And there were times, too, when like my wife had to talk to me and she's like, you didn't come this far <laughs> to give 75. You Amen, didn't come girl. this far Amen. to give 50. Thank you, Adina Menzel. <laughs> 75% not today, Satan. You know, she said, if I built a house and you walked in and the roof was missing, I wouldn't I wouldn't look at you and say, but hey, it's 75% complete. Like, you can live here. It's, uh -uh. it's, it's good enough. Like, if the roof isn't on the house, it's still not complete. And so there were some some parts of our show where I was like, the roof is missing, guys. How did we let this happen? The roof is missing. Wow. <laughs> you know, so... Good, but good for you for recognizing that. Yeah. Awareness is the first step. Absolutely. Yeah. Michael? Yeah, I guess 
I guess regrets and lessons sort of go hand in hand. You know, I, you know, you, regrets are, are, are a dangerous thing to have because, you know, the simple fact that you were able to do something in at all is such a triumph. And so, like, you know, do you, you sort of find out the lessons, but you don't regret going down the road, you know. So, so, uh, but I think for me, one thing that I, that I would, I would do differently, I guess, uh, if I regret doing anything is, is not involving more people. Um, and I think that that, you know, there, there's, there's like a, there's, it's a double-edged sword because when you're first starting out doing anything, the only person who really knows what they're doing or how to do it the way you see it is, is you. Mm -hmm. And so to involve a whole bunch of people sometimes get, lets the, the waters get muddied because it's like, okay, well, at least if I, if I mess up, the only person who's on is me. Um, however, frequently the, the more people you have, at least for delegation, even if you're in charge to go, Hey, you know what? Okay. So I'm taking this on, you can do this and you can do this and you can do this. And then that way I have a team. And I think that that would be maybe my one, I guess, regret is, is making sure that, you know, the people who were with us and, and wanted to be involved, we could have, we had so many people being like, we want to be involved. We want to be involved. And I, you know, we were frequently like, okay, yeah, great. And then we just sort of kind of, because we got so wrapped up in doing it, forgot sure. about those people. It wasn't that we didn't want to use them. It's just literally so wrapped up in making sure things are going. It's, I forgot. Oh my gosh, somebody offered to help. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And I think, and so that was for me, the lesson though, the number one lesson that I learned is, man, give yourself the time. Give yourself the time. You may have a great idea. You have an awesome idea. But like, if, if they're like, great, that's a great idea. Can you do it in two weeks? Allow yourself to go, you know what? No, I can't do it in two weeks. Oh. Allow, allow yourself to do that because it's, it's so much, it's going to be so much easier. Can you do it in two weeks? Absolutely. You can. You're going to get it done. It's going to be great. People will enjoy it. But man, if you could just be like, cool, now I know what I'm doing. Let me give myself a year to do this as opposed to the three months or the two months or the one month that you were like, great. Okay, good. I got this. Okay, this is my idea. Great. We're going to do it right away. And again, I think that's a double-edged sword because sometimes just having the opportunity, you're like, great. And the best things can come under pressure. Yeah, that's hard. But I, 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 I would definitely be like the lesson that I learned from this experience, from at least putting on the be original is I would like to take more time with it. Uh, to really make sure that everyone involved feels like that everyone's got their feet under them. So mm -hmm. that's that's the thing. Yeah. Take take your time when you need your time. Yeah. So let's talk about something positive. Like, so you guys have talked about you know some regrets and all those kind of things. Like, what what's on the future? You know, like for either one of your businesses. Like, are you are you looking towards something specific? You know, what's what's going on? We can whoever wants to start. Yeah, I'll go ahead and start. Um, Right now, currently, for the for the rest of this season, we're done. Uh, we're gonna kick back in 2020. Um, we're gonna bring back the bring back the soul concert. Nice. Um, we're gonna continue to try to reprise that because soul music was such a pivotal era, and we couldn't cover it in 90 minutes. <laughs> oh, who, what? Who could? I, so, I get that. So right. So we're doing kind of part two. Um, mm -hmm. So that's our next thing that we're working on, and then um, doing more in the community. I mean, our, the poetry slam that we did. I mean, it was a huge success. And that's something else that, I, that we're noticing is that the, the community is hungry for the art. Everyone doesn't have Disney money. Everyone doesn't have universal money, yeah. you know, but they still want to be entertained. They mm -hmm. still want to have something to be a part of. Absolutely. And so, um, so yeah, so we're looking to do more things in the community. community. And then overall, too, we're looking to, um, we're looking to travel, um, whatever mm. that means. Yeah, whatever that means. That's all I'll say. <laughs> oh, God. Hey. Abu Dhabi, here we come. Right? That's the place, man. I hear that place is, is freaking amazing. No, it's not the place. Uh, they have the tallest building, right? Uh, I've, got, I've actually got a couple interesting things coming up. Uh, so for, for, the, um, for the new generation theatrical... Um, again, my, I love the concept of guerrilla theater. I love the idea. I said that's right, that right after saying, oh, give yourself more time. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, what, what, you know, something uh, I did in college, we did this thing called the Extreme Play Blitz. Uh, and what it was, was we would have people show up at 6 p.m., and it doesn't matter how many sh people showed up. People, everyone sh would show up. And they'd be like, great, who wants to be writers? And seven people would raise their hand. They'd be like, great, cool, now we need seven directors. Cool, then people would raise their hand. They'd be like, and who's left? You're all going to be actors? Great. The writers would get like a premise and you'd like drop like a sentence or a word or like how many actors that you were going to have into a bowl. And they all chose them. And then they went and they wrote a script overnight. Everyone showed up at eight in the morning with a brand new script. And in like 12 hours, 
rehearsed a 10-page play and put it on at 6 p.m. the next night. So I posed this to to uh, Aaron, and so we're planning on doing it for the holidays. That's amazing. So we're going to do a holiday extreme, what I call it is the holiday extreme play Blitzen. You better believe I'm going to show up to yeah. that real so quick. I'll, so, so what it's going to be, and again, I haven't even figured out all the logistics, but from, from just a bit, as a baseline, uh, we will have a, uh, at least five local writers show up. It'll be like 6 p.m. They're going to get a whole – and the whole point of this is not – we are not doing reverent theater. This is not the theater. This is this is the groundlings, man. Like, come get wasted and, like, have a f- weird, crazy time. So yes. these writers are going to write overnight, sleep-deprived. Everyone shows up at 8 in the morning. you got to figure out where you're rehearsing. We don't have a place for you to rehearse. Figure out where you're rehearsing. <laughs> Get there, memorize your lines, do your blockings at, at, at 6 p.m. the next night. Show back up. We'll have some live music. We'll have an ugly sweater contest. Heck yeah. And then we're going to have five brand new written in 24 hours plays put on to the I best of their ability. That, that is dope. It's, it's suppo- and it's going to be just a big – and everyone's going to be uh, – all the plays are going to be holiday themed. And it's just – the whole point is just to do some stupid theater. Um, so that's that's our next – that's uh, at least my next project with New Generation Theatrical. But um, I was actually asked by uh, Central Florida Vocal Arts and Opera del Sol to write their Christmas cabaret, which will be going up at uh, the Iron Cow. So I'm working on uh, the script for that, and I'll also be directing that. So that's, that's kind of a, a – a loan project, uh, so I'll be writing and directing a brand new cabaret for Opera del Sol and Central Florida Book Arts. Wow, that's, that's awesome, cool. man! Keep going, woman. Yes, um, so, so much great stuff. I yeah, love it. Um, so you guys, you have other things going on in your lives. Obviously, when you're not business owners, you have families, you have wives, you have all of that. Um, how would what was, what's a nugget of wisdom you would give to anybody as far as like time management? You want to take? Yeah, I I have this because this is something my wife and I have been discussing a lot. (laughs) uh, Recognize you're a person. That's the number one thing that I would say is recognize you're a person, man. We are all. I I, one thing I loved since moving to this town is watching the tenacity and the the ambition of performers in this town. Mm -hmm. People will, I mean, eat, sleep, drink performing in this town they will get no sleep to hit that audition Mm -hmm. we will do we'll take this project that we know goes from 12 to 4 and then we will take the next one that starts at 5 and we are happy to do so Mm -hmm. but man we're all human beings and a lot of us came from someplace like i did like the midwest where when five o'clock rolled around you fired up the grill outside and some people came over and just had a beer Mm -hmm. and and just you relaxed for the evening and I feel like we, a lot of us are losing that. And, and the, the, you know, the more time goes on, we get so ingrained with, this is our life. We grind, we audition, then we work from 12 to four, Hustle then we culture. do a show from five. And man, we all need a month or two to be a person, to just sit down and go, let's fire up some steaks. Let's do it. Let's watch some Netflix holiday movies. And like, we're people. We want. We yes. have our TV shows we watch. We have our video games we play. We want to go and like see like a park, not a theme park, just like a park, man. You know what I mean? Like there, there is an actual world that we all grew up in, and I think that we 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 sometimes lose touch with that because we want to grind so hard. Mm. And it's so important for us, especially with families, kids, wives, husbands, anybody, just take that minute to to recognize you're you're a person who lives, and just do that. That's that's my number one little nugget of like, if you don't do that, then you're going to stop appreciating everything that you're doing in the grind. Love that. Yeah. It's so important. Game night has to happen. Oh, Game what? Oh, to. that's my jam, you bro. You need at least one of those a month, at least. Um, Kind of piggyback, uh, piggybacking off something you said earlier. Uh, my nugget for time management is say no. Just mm, say no. It's, o- it's okay. And, and performers, we, we, we're so compassionate and we're so loyal. And, and, and sometimes they make us feel guilty for it. But at the end of the day, we have to remember it's okay to say no. It True. is. It's totally fine. You know, and especially when you, you know, you have that, you, ha- you know, you have rehearsal at seven o'clock. And the gig, you know, they're like, oh, you should be done by six. Well, what? Well, I should be done by six. But we take it anyway knowing we should be done by six, but we've got somewhere to be at seven and we're pushing it and we're pressing it and then we're late and then it's a bad reflection on us, you know, in our work ethic. And so if the best way to manage that time, sometimes the best way to do it is just to say no. And I'm still working on it. I feel that, I feel <laughs> it for sure. 
So we that's my nugget of wisdom for time management. We don't have a bunch of time left. We've got about two questions left. So um, before Christina gets to the final question, I do want to ask uh, a question that I kind of came up with just because I'm just curious. Um, because obviously there are a lot of people who listen to us who are aspiring performers and yada, yada, yada. Um, and either one of you can answer it. Both of you can answer it. If you are trying to create your own opportunities, I know the path is never the same. I know the steps are never the same, but what would you uh, give me your own version of the steps and the paths that you, paths that you think you, you know, people should take. Uh, and this is this is going to sound just like almost all the nice home felt heartfelt things I've said are just going to get thrown out the window just here. Just honesty. Find find somebody who's doing it already. Find find somebody who has done three shows at the Fringe. Find somebody who's done it and just sort of audition for their show, or get involved something with somebody else who's doing exactly what you want to do, so that you can learn how to do it. And it's not a competition. We're not having a competition. You just get to learn how to do it, and then you then understand. Because I, I think that a folly that a lot of people do is they, they have an idea and they jump right in, and sometimes it can be difficult, or you know you don't have the base or something. So just make those connections, I think. Make those connections that you need to, fi to find and, and take the time to learn, but learn by doing, in my opinion. Learn by doing, because that way you're A, you get to do something, and B, you get to learn how to do it. Yeah. And, and to add on that, too, is I would say use your use your resources, use your platforms. Um, you know, I, I'm grateful to have a church where I can walk in and say, hey, I have an idea for Christmas. And they're like, do it, you know, <laughs> and and I do. I do. <laughs> I, yeah. I have this platform where I can walk in and I I can create. Uh, so that's one, you know, one step is just, you know, use your resources. And then in, in addition to that, um, you know, don't make excuses and. Um, and just move forward with it. You know, we have Facebook and there's a lot of performing arts groups that we're a part of. And sometimes people will post, hey, what's a great venue, a performing arts venue? I mean, the comments will yeah. just blow up, Yeah. you know. And so asking those questions, don't be afraid to ask those questions. Don't be afraid to find someone who's doing it. Um, and then if at the end of the day, you still feel like you're not getting anywhere, there's always a, a, a community park who's ready for some experimental theater. <laughs> and, and it's your rules. <laughs> yeah, man. Your rules, your game. And bring some chairs, bring a blanket and an umbrella, and 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 do it. I you love know? that. I love that. That's really good, Christina. Yeah. So I mean, you guys pretty much answered it in the in the last question. But our last question on the podcast is always, what would you say to Daniel from Ohio, who wants to be a performer, just about to graduate from high school or college, and they they know that performing is something they want to do in their heart, but everyone around them is telling them it's not realistic. What would you tell them about being a performer or creating their own opportunities? I would tell Daniel two things. The first thing I'll tell Daniel is that his work ethic is just as important as his performing. You can be an incredible performer, but if you're late, if you're unprofessional, and if you're disrespectful, you will not succeed. Awesome. Those are all three field. things that I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But at least you know that. Right, right. right? I, I can that's work on it. That's the whole yeah. point. That's the whole point. But I would tell Daniel that because no one told me. No one told me how important it was um, that, you know, it's show business. And there is a business side and there's a backstage side that plays a lot into into this. And so I and I know in, in entertainment, we can be very personal and things like that. But it's always important to remember that this is a place of business, you know, and we have to conduct ourselves accordingly. And being a business owner now, mm -hmm. I have to even remember, you know, hey, guys, you know, places means places, you know, or seven o'clock means we start at seven o'clock. You don't arrive at seven o'clock. So that's the first thing I tell Daniel. Mm. And then on a lighter note, I would tell him uh, to follow his dreams. I mean, there you can be a full time performer and, and we're all witnesses of that. Mm -hmm. And um, and and I will tell him to make sure he works hard at it. You know, there's an entitlement that is growing larger and larger, especially with younger generations. And I'm, I'm going to let him know straight up, you know, work hard, you know, and, and, and you'll win hard. 
but stop walking in here thinking you deserve you don't deserve that, anything that audition room is not forgiving. <laughs> not and, forgiving. And, and especially the room full of the other performers yeah is not forgiving so well, that's what we were just talking about the other day is it's so funny that especially and we can all attest to this especially because we were all performers right and now we're business owners and the fact that we are now behind the table going who you think you are right you know what i'm saying oh, it's a real percent. thing right so i would so i would say you know you know don't lose that and just work hard and continue to work hard you know when i, I moved to i moved to orlando and i went to my first singing audition and i mean the casting director told me straight up you know she was like um you're not there yet and we're not looking for potential uh we're looking oh, for people wow. who are there Ooh. and i said i'm gonna get there Good for okay. you, and I, yeah. I, I took the voice lessons, and I, I did what I, I knew that I needed to do to get there. And so that's what I would tell. I mean, you know, never yeah. stop learning, but you got you got to continue to work at it. You have to. Yeah, man. You know. So that's that, that's my advice, Daniel. I love Hope it. you heard me. Michael? <laughs> uh, number one thing is, is do not listen to 90% of your program. Whatever, whatever your program is saying, whatever, what? yeah, exactly. whatever your program is saying, well, I don't care what college you're at. I don't care whatever. Do not listen to 90% of them. They will all tell you if you're not going to New York, you're a failure. Screw that, man. D whatever. No, 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 no. Listen, we live in Orlando, but uh, I've been to Kansas City. All right. I've been to Canada. I've been to places where there is a ton, a ton of theater. And, and my, so that my number one, my first thing is just, man, there's tons to do, but don't look, don't go where everyone tells you to go. Don't do what everyone tells you to do. Figure out where you can go to thrive, you know, because that's the thing, especially as creators, if you go to a, a giant pond, nobody, nobody's going to listen to you. But if you go to some place that like, they're like, Hey man, uh, we sure would love something. Then you go, okay, cool. I can create that. I can make that, you know, and you can do it for money. They'll pay Don't you money. Uh, and, and that's the thing is, is one thing that I've even learned even from moving from a small town, Michigan, now to Orlando is I'm like, dude, I kind of want to go back to small town, Michigan, taking what I've got and do it there yeah. because they, they want entertainment too. Of and course. they'll pay for it. Of course. You know, there's a million shows on Broadway. There's only one theater in my hometown. You know what I mean? So like, don't listen to what everyone's saying and just go somewhere where you can where nobody else is talking about because they're gonna have something for you to do mm. um and i think you know the the second thing is i had a i had a second thing and i totally forgot it i did uh either way uh Daniel's listening. but yeah no that's that's the number one thing is is find where you need to go to be successful yeah and tagging on to that too it sometimes it's not a place sometimes it's a cruise ship Sometimes it's a it's a touring show. I mean, there's so much opportunity that they don't talk about when you you know, when you say, you know, I want to perform full time. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, you know, the pond is so small. But now that I'm looking at it, it, it's not. It's huge. I mean, there's there's international contracts, you know, that are available. I mean, there's so much, you know, the pond is always bigger than you think it is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hey, thank you guys so much for doing this. Was a, this was a lot thank of fun. Thank you. You yeah, guys, happy to yeah. be here. Thank this you for having me. I mean, this was amazing. I'm so encouraged and inspired, and <laughs> yeah. I can't wait That's for this this week. Christmas Blitz writing event. Hello. <laughs> you know, no, I'm I'm really excited. Like the the whole point of it is it's gonna be so stupid. Like it's just the wait. whole point is to be dumb. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, hit me up because I think actually we I think we'll, we'll, we'll probably dreamers to both we'll, of your events. Uh, we'll probably be using the Mez. We have a really good relationship with the with the people at the Abbey and the Mez. I but, would like to uh, be a part of it. Are you kidding me? I don't oh, want to. I don't want to watch it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you guys before we uh, peace out? Do you guys want to plug any social media or whatever? Nah, that's I don't. I I should probably be better about that, but I don't <laughs> have anything. Well, uh, we are LMP Entertainment. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, but I just say go to our website, lmpentertainment.net, uh, and then you can just click our Facebook link from there. Um, oh, as oh, that's well. right. And that's Facebook's all of our. Thing. I forgot. Yeah, that's all of our. Yeah. shows. And no, stuff. no. Uh, Generation Productions is uh, is what you should look at on on Facebook. It's Generation Productions, and we will be probably moving that over to being New Generation Theatrical. But that's where we'll be announcing everything. So. 
That's awesome. Uh, so, uh, and you can also find us uh, if you want to email us directly, or if you have any questions for Michael or Linford or myself or Christina uh, or Shannon, who's still here. Yes. Uh, you can reach out to us at o uh, o dash town no, no wait, what the is email is otowndreamers oh, yeah, at right. gmail.com otowndreamers at gmail.com but facebook is o dash town dreamers correct but instagram is still otowndreamers all one word you know we gotta have that dash in there because sorry that's what please let us is. know if there's any topics you want to know more about and we will we will do the due diligence in getting those topics on the air for you if you're listening to us on uh apple podcast please uh, review us uh, Let us know what you think Because that's the only way we know If we're doing a good job or not Five star us Whatever you feel like It's going it's to be awesome We cannot wait to be back uh, In two weeks mm-hmm. uh, It's going to be awesome uh, I'm, I didn't even tell you this I'm uh, judging uh, I'm judging thespians uh, I'm oh, judging thespians nice. So I can't wait to come back And report that It's going to be awesome um, It's going to gonna judge a whole bunch of kids and be like hey you're terrible and you're great yes so yes. tell them exactly that <laughs> those exact words i'm totally kidding but either way uh we cannot wait to be back with you guys uh michael linford thank you so much for being here and as always we, we dream, dream for, for a living. living peace bye guys